Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. I want to share today a little bit continuing on from, hey, what? Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. I thought I'd forgotten something. Okay. Um, I was going to go on a trail. We won't go there. But uh, where was I going to go? Okay. Back to my notes. Back to my notes. Last week, um, I shared really on the kingdom and asked a lot of questions about the kingdom and what it really looks like to live in the kingdom, not just in a church. So often we get churchized, but not kingdomized. And so often we get our focus on, and even with our love missions, the aim is not to manipulate a person to come into those doors. Because that's a fish hook with some bait covering up the hook. It's just like, let's, let's see if we can get them in here and then get enough, enough stuff around them that we can, you know, fix their problems. We're not out to fix anyone. When we live in the kingdom of God, all manipulation goes out the window. All coercion goes out of the window. All pressure, all obligation, all compulsion, all of those things that we all are confronted with on a day-to-day basis, but, but they're actually anti the kingdom of God. They're man's way of building a, a tower of Babel rather than building the kingdom of heaven. And God crushed the tower of Babel and spread it everywhere because it was an attempt to live in the kingdom, but it wasn't the kingdom. And so often we can live like this. We can be building, 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 really working hard, actually with a good heart, can't we? Just, just going about our daily lives, working and, and, you know, working really hard diligently, not realizing that we're actually potentially building something that looks like the kingdom that isn't really the kingdom. And so I want to explore that again today um, and, um, and just read some scripture and just talk about that a little bit. Um, so that we can learn more about the kingdom. And, and I think it's an exciting time for us. I said it last week that we're almost, in fact, I think we are, we're in a commissioning season. And the, the love missions is part of that. It's a, it's a commissioning to go forth and multiply. It's a commissioning to go forth in the kingdom power and love and actually um, and many of us already do this, but we, we want to take it to a whole new level. We want to take it to a whole new level. It's amazing. Even in the last few weeks, others have come and told, told us of opportunities. Just as we begin to activate the kingdom, we get opportunities. Those opportunities have probably been around us for the last decade. But as we begin to activate the kingdom and, and actually just operate in that, we then begin to train ourselves of what it looks like to be participants in the kingdom and actively releasing good stuff. And, and does that sound good? Awesome. Lord, we pray today that you would speak to us, you would meet with us, fill us again, Holy Spirit, with your power and your presence. And Lord, we pray that you would, um, Lord, that you would do great things even this week. Lord, I pray for deposits of your heartbeat in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Um, we, we've had just a great time in the last 
month. God's given us phenomenal opportunities to meet with so many different pastors and leaders. And, and even this week, we just had opportunities to spend time with other leaders. And there's some phenomenal stuff happening that God's doing. Um, some of you who listen to Bill Johnson, if you ever can't sleep, listen to Bill Johnson podcasting because he's got such a soothing voice. You just sort of ease your way to sleep. Uh, it's, it works, I'm telling you. We should almost pay him for... for anyway, um, he, he's got this term. Uh, there's many names for God, many names for Jehovah, but he's got this term he uses, Jehovah Sneaky. And, and I, when I first heard that, I'm like, eh, I'm not sure I get, get the drift. But now I'm beginning to see it play out, right? I want to give you an example. That God is moving in evangelical circles tipping evangelicals into the Spirit of God in a way they wouldn't normally have via worship. And, and it's happening, it's happening, you know, it's sneaky. It's sneaky. Because if you package it in a charismatic Pentecostal format, evangelicals generally won't touch it. Conservative evangelicals won't touch it. Because, you know, maybe there has been some of that packaging and manipulation and stuff that, you know, we, we've all fallen into the trap of before. But God will have his way irrespective of us. And he's moving and he's shaping. And he's, he's you know, this is why we don't ever need to carry the burden of the cross, carry the burden of the world. Because God is at work. He's at work in this, the, the young people, in the next generation. He's, he's, a, he's at work all over the place. And when I'm listening to pastors and leaders, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing there's a different flavor to the move of God. There's a different flavor to the move of God. And he's moving and it's, something, it's almost, it's almost um, covert. He's moving in a covert way. And so be listening, be watching, because God generally doesn't move the same way twice. You know, he's always got a new way or a new word he wants to bring in. And that's why we, we feel there's a commissioning over this house. Because there's one phenomenal factor that I've learned about olive trees in the last year. We have a lot of olive trees. And that is, is they radically multiply. We, we are planted in good fertile soil. We are called to multiply. We are commissioned, we are commissioned to go forth and multiply and make disciples. And the interesting thing about olive trees is, I mean, they're, they're, they're actually flipping annoying because they multiply so much. I mean, one good olive tree, you'll see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other little shoots coming up. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. And you might say, well, I'm not an evangelist or I'm not this. That's okay. Whatever he's given you will be amplified through you. And whatever he's calling in on us is, if we see ourselves as a tree that multiplies in the kingdom, he'll multiply that. If we have a gift of hospitality, he'll allow us to release that gift and raise up other people who are great at that. If we have a gift of business, we'll normally be an encourager of those in the business realm. If we have a gift of uh, the prophetic, we'll normally, you know, attract like attracts like. Birds of a feather flock together. And it happens in the kingdom as well because when we use it for kingdom purposes, not demonic purposes, we actually see that gift of multiplication at work in our lives, don't we? So uh, Luke chapter 10, turn there. A lot of you are going to know this really, really familiar passage. Luke chapter 10. I'm going to start from verse 1. 
And I'm going to just sort of jump around a little bit if you don't mind. So Luke chapter 10, and it says, Now after the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful. Actually, I'll just stop there. That first little paragraph, can you see that Jesus had a strategy? Jesus had strategy. He was going to certain places. These places he'd already picked out. He'd pick, if there's 70, that's 35, isn't it? Some say 72, that's 36, whatever way you take it. It's 35 or 36 towns or villages in the area. He had divided up and he'd already worked out, I'm sending them in two and they're going to go. And so he had a strategy in the kingdom. He'd thought it through. He'd probably prayed on it, maybe fasted on it about what Where is the right places to send? And he sent them out in twos. And then he had a list of kingdom principles that they're to live by as they go. And so we can learn some things about this. We can learn some things that it's good to have a kingdom strategy. It's good to have a kingdom strategy. Where are we going? What are we doing? What does it look like when I go? What is it? What is it? What's my gifting? What am I good at? What aren't I good at? And some of these thoughts are healthy for us to have because when we know who we are, we know how we can operate rightly in our authority, not trying to step out and do things that that we've just never even done before and it might just be crazy. Now, if God calls you to do that, you do that. But you will feel comfortable with your gifting. You'll feel comfortable with your gifting, with your own skin. And so Jesus had that same strategy and And then he says to them, he said, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, anyway, I'm going to just stop there for a minute. I've got the uh, NASB version, so there's some words in there that get, get a little old. But the harvest is plentiful, the workers or laborers are few. I was dwelling on this this week and I was thinking, well, but, you know, we've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Christians in Australia there's tons and tons and tons of, of uh, workers, of laborers, you know. And if the harvest is that plentiful, surely even if let's say there's two million solid believers in Australia, that's a lot of workers. We should be reaping, you know, maybe multiplying at least one time over each year. That would be two million converts a year. It doesn't seem like in the Western church the harvest is all that plentiful. It seems like it's tough going. It seems like it's actually really difficult. But this is the commissioning that we're hearing from God, that actually maybe we've been laboring in vain. Maybe we've been laboring for a, uh, for a I don't know, what, there's a lot of words I could use. I'll try and um, be good about it. <laughs> See, when, when we connect with Wayne and Irene, that, Irene is so blunt that it rubs off on you, and, but it can, you know, it can cause all sorts of things. And so anyway, I was Skyping Wayne this week, and, um, and it, was just, it was just great. Um, and what I want to tell you from that is that they've just said to let you guys know they love you. And, um, and, you know, they pray for us. They pray for us as a church family. They believe in us, and they're so excited about what God's doing. But anyway, so back to this commissioning thing and thinking about how uh, the harvest is plentiful because for my lifetime, it hasn't seemed like the harvest is plentiful. A lot of efforts, evangelistic efforts, have gone in vain, haven't seen a lot of fruit. Parentheses, 
Friday night was a phenomenal night with our youth and young adults. 15, 15 commitments to Jesus and um, end of parenthesis. Now I've got to find the new sentence. Um, nah. We, we, um, we really feel this, and I said it to you guys last week. There's so much maturity in this room. There's so much wealth in the kingdom. There's so much knowledge. There's so much gifting. There's so much talent. There's so much of the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, if, if we don't start doing something with all of this kingdom talent, we'll implode. We'll implode on ourselves. Because we weren't created to be that gifted and it not to influence the world around us. And you're already influencing the world around you, but you hear my heart on this, is you were created for phenomenal things. Phenomenal things. I was looking at some of the youth on Friday night and I was just thinking, my goodness, you know, it's easy to listen to a whole lot of, um, you know, the fear and the world's terrible and, you know, this faith and that faith and all the confusion and, and some of the fear. But we weren't created to live in fear of what the enemy might do. We were created to look at the kingdom and see what he is doing. And when we operate from that lens, we begin to see victory. We begin to see life. And, and this is what I believe the Father sees when he sees us. It's, it's like it's, we really are primed. We're primed. And, and we've got degrees in the kingdom and we've got so much training and, and, and understanding that it's a commissioning season to go forth and multiply. A commissioning season to go forth and multiply. Hey, if you want to bring someone here, do it. Awesome. But it's not a manipulation so that we can just build this little kingdom better. You know, that's very shallow. It's very shallow. It's not the kingdom. But this is potentially what we focused on in our evangelism. If we can only get Morfitt Vale, Renella, Onkapringa Hills and all these areas to finally come in this building. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. I think a key is understanding what the kingdom is really doing and saying. What the king is really doing and saying. Jesus only did what he saw his father doing and heard, uh, spoke what he heard his father saying. And so if we can get the heartbeat of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man, not a tower, not even a building, not anything like that, but actually get the heartbeat of the Father for our suburbs and our streets and our region and the people around us. That's when we begin to see the harvest is plentiful. The harvest, we've been looking at the wrong harvest. We've been thinking the harvest has to all come to harvest. But it doesn't. <laughs> it's actually the kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. It's not a fish hook with bait. It's not a manipulation. It's, it's, that is not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of man. It looks like the kingdom of God. It looks very similar to the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. And it puts no chain around anyone. It puts no obligation on anyone. And then when they, when they come to Jesus, there's, it's, it's not just a temporal thing where, you know, it's like a, a high of all of this, this dynamic stuff they've never seen before in the natural realm. It's a change of heart. It's, it's what John Wesley 
yearned for in his, in his own walk with the Lord, leader of the Great Awakening. And, and he, just, he just sought after the witness of the new birth, the witness of the new birth. And he was going after that. He himself was already a learned man in, in many things, in theology and everything like that. He still wanted the witness of the inner birth, that new birth experience where the heart goes from not knowing Jesus to knowing Jesus. It's an awakening. It's a personal awakening. And I, I want to just share with you, many of you have people around you who you are going to share with who are going to have a personal awakening this year. This year, as you do simple things, you know, if God really is sneaky, which I'm seeing more and more, he perhaps is, he's going to sneak up on people through you. He's just going to sneak up, sneak up on people. And you're going to just share something that's, that's you know, there's no manipulation. There's nothing contrived. You're just going to actually just say, you're phenomenal. No, no attachment, no meeting you're drawing him to. You know, there's, there's no little fly to slip under their door or any, anything like that. It's just, you're phenomenal. Do you know your Father in heaven loves you? And I've just been looking at you, and, and you just needed to know that. And, you know, there might be more that, you know, when you take one step, he often gives you two and three. And as we take one step, he just gives us something a little bit more. It's just something comes out of our mouth. We didn't even know. But it's the kingdom. It's the kingdom. And as we grow in this together, you watch what the Lord will do. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And, you know, this is something we've committed ourselves to and we're wanting to see more and more. And, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, we get it wrong. I told you my failures last week. I think, I think it was last week I told you my failures. Sometimes we have a flop. Sometimes we have a failure. It's okay. Have a few failures. Because at least if you're having a few failures, you're trying. And so... The Lord is commissioning us. And believe me, the harvest, I believe this, the harvest is plentiful, but it's got to be his kingdom. It's got to be his harvest, not ours. If we're looking in the wrong harvest field, we're not going to get much. Anyway, so down to um, verse 9, and it said, this is what he says. I find this still a little bit baffling and even challenging. He says in verse 9, and hey, by the way, guys, heal those in the towns you're in who are sick that's everyone, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. This is where we see the demonstration of the kingdom is a Jesus-given command. It's not just something we want at a conference or a revival meeting or anything like that. He's actually saying to us, guys, if you want to be able to demonstrate the kingdom, why don't you heal their sick? Go and heal their sick. Now, every single believer, if you've been a Christian more than 10 minutes, you're going to know that in your life and in my life, we've tried to do that sometimes and it hasn't happened. So we let the negative experience determine the next move. And this can be very frustrating because we can step out again and, and, and this, you know, we don't get breakthrough. It's okay. We just keep trying. It's funny. You do it in every other area of your life. You keep going. You keep trying. If you, if you, uh, financially, let's think about it. If you, you, know, you haven't been able to save, you keep trying, don't you? You keep trying for it. Even though there's been other situations coming up, we keep, keep trying. It may be in your career, in your job, in your study. It's difficult. There's, sometimes you don't get the outcome that you thought you were going to get or that you wanted to get, but you keep going. You don't give up in that arena. So why do we give up in the kingdom? 
We give up in the kingdom out of fear. The enemy wants to stifle the kingdom of God because he's scared of it. He's scared of the power that's in you. He's scared of the Jesus that's in you. He's scared of the authority that you and I carry because we're carriers and we live in the kingdom of God. Jesus says later in Luke 10, 19, that I have given you authority over all the works of the enemy. All the works of the enemy. We've got nothing to fear. You've got nothing to fear, even if your prophecy you know, isn't quite right. That's okay. That's okay. Don't fear. Don't worry. The enemy will try to make you feel bad. The enemy will try to compound you with, oh, you know, you're not like that. You can't do that. No, just operate in your realm. Operate in your level of authority. Operate in your level of, of, of you know, if I can say it right, where you're comfortable in a way where you can uh, be commissioned still with, a, with a, a safe barrier around you that's, you know, you're not jumping off a cliff, so to speak. But because sometimes we can go for the big one. I want to get their, their credit card number. I want to get their expiry date on the credit card number, and I'm going for it. So the first 20 numbers that come to me, I'm just going to give it to them. That's jumping off a cliff, prophetically. That's jumping off a cliff. And so, uh, you know, just ask them for something. Just ask him, the Lord for something for them, and just start letting it flow. And, and anyway, a lot of you know that, but I want to encourage you, keep going. Heal those who are in that region. Now, I want to talk about the, the, the two avenues of healing really quickly that we can operate in. There's the physical healing, but then there's the actual life healing or the salvation healing or the soul healing, soul spirit healing. And, and so if we look at this, um, yes, we want to heal their sick and we pray for an increase in healing anointing all the time. Something I pray constantly is an increase in healing anointing. Because I'm not seeing the level of healing power released through me that I believe I should be. And so it's a, it's a thorn constantly for me and, and something I go after. And, and I encourage you, go after it. Go after it. A lot of you do. But don't worry about the, the, the have-nots. Don't worry about the experiences where it hasn't happened. Begin looking, begin prophesying, begin believing for those times when it is happening. And when God does break through and believe, you know, the imagination's a powerful thing. God uses the imagination. The enemy does too, but God uses it even more powerfully. And when we let him take over our imagination, we begin imagining scenarios, imagining outcomes that are godly kingdom outcomes. And so I encourage you to do that. Heal those who are in that town who are sick or in the house or in the area. And it might be healing. It might be healing of just meeting them where they're at. Some people don't need physical healing. They just need you to look into their eyes and maybe tell them that you love them or you're with them like Keith, Keith did the other day. That would have meant the world to that lady, I'm sure. And, you know, no other situation could bring that about. The kingdom of God has come near to you. When, wherever we go, Jesus is saying this to disciples, when they heal their sick in the town, they are to proclaim to them the kingdom of God is near to you right now. Why is that? Because the kingdom of God is operating through them. It's operating through them. And the kingdom of God is really close to them because they're beginning to see something of the kingdom. It's exactly what happens with you and with me when we begin to reach out, when we begin to see that we are olive trees and we're meant to multiply rapidly. Just don't do it on my property because we're, we're cutting them down. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Awesome.
Doesn't that feel good? I want to just really finish with this. And, and that is we really believe that God is bringing about a position of empowerment for you and for me that we've never been in before. Empowered believers. Empowered believers. Not controlled believers. Empowered believers. They're actually, the, the opposite. If you just do what I want you to do, you, you're just puppets and it's not going to grow. It's not going to last and, you, you know, whatever. You're not going to be very happy. But if you're empowered in the kingdom of God yourself. Here's the interesting thing. 500 years ago, a man with a fantastic first name. <laughs> Martin Luther. He pronounced to a very, very dominantly Catholic audience the priesthood of all believers. Most of you have heard this before. This is 500 years ago, remember, to right this year, okay? This year is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, however you say that word. 500 years, phenomenal amount of time. Anniversary of the Reformation, the Great Reformation. Martin Luther led and many others as well. But one of the key pieces that, that, that came out of that movement was the priesthood of all believers. Why was that? It was because predominantly the believers or the people who attended church anyway were so disempowered. They thought everything had to come through the priest and everything had to be empowered by the priest or sanctioned by the priest. But a, the revelation to Martin Luther came as he began reading about justification by faith alone, not by a priest, but by faith. He then began to have an inward revival, an inward awakening of the kingdom. God has called every believer, every believer to operate in the kingdom. Now, we're all called to be priests, not necessarily pastors. Different things. Priests in the kingdom. Priests in the kingdom. If you're called to be a pastor, bring it on. But, but called to be, because Jesus is the most high priest, isn't he? He's the ultimate priest. So we operate under his priesthood and he's created you and me to be the priesthood of everyone, the priesthood in the kingdom. So wherever we go, we're priests. Now, that would conjure up all sorts of thoughts for a lot of people, the, the clothing the, and even the failures of, of churchism and all this sort of stuff. So forget about all that stuff. Forget about all that stuff. He's called you and me to be empowered believers who know who we are in the kingdom. Not controlled, not manipulated, but operating freely and lovingly because your father sees what you do. He loves you. He's empowered you with gifts and talents and an anointing and a calling and even appointments that are waiting you this week. There's appointments awaiting you this week. We make it a simple thing when we're doing our walk each night after dinner to, to just say hello to everyone we can and, and just smile. And, you know, for us, it's a really simple little thing. But you'd be surprised. It takes a little bit of a shift because normally we look down or at a phone or something like that. You actually have to open your eyes to the world and say, hey, how are you going? And, and it's amazing. You just keep doing that. We're just sowing seeds. And, and I believe that it's something that God wants to encourage us en masse like an olive tree, en masse. Let me tell you, these things are unstoppable. And it's what he wants to do in you and in me. I'll bring some photos in the next couple of weeks of the unstoppability of an olive tree that wants to multiply. 
a tree is created by its creator to create other trees. It's not created so that everyone can just eat that fruit and stay as one tree. It must multiply to fulfill its purpose. And it's exactly the same with us. You're being commissioned. You know, the king is commissioning you. The king is commissioning, not me. The king is commissioning you, even today. And those who hear his voice, watch out what begins to happen. Watch out what begins to happen because the kingdom is so much bigger than we think. It's so much bigger than we think. And, it, and he operates in a different way than we think. And when we start operating in the kingdom, we go, wow, all those years I've been doing church. Now I'm doing the kingdom. And it's, it's just phenomenal because all the obligation tears off us. All, all of that just tears off us. And all of a sudden we go from being an orphan wanting to please a man to a son wanting to please a father. And it's, it's really empowering. That's about all I got, guys. So, you know, how about we wrap it up? <laughs> yeah. Did I say about the Reformation? I said that anyway. Yeah. I wanted to get that in because Martin Luther is just one of my champions. I love Martin Luther. And if you've never read about the Reformation, read it. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, event in history, and it actually goes to show you the power of what we do when we walk in the kingdom, live in the kingdom. We have not to fear Islam. We have not to fear anything else, the movements of the world and media and all this sort of stuff that's going on. Let me tell you, it's sneaky what God's doing. It's really, really sneaky. We don't have to scream, you know, out there and all this sort of stuff. Just go with that sneaky anointing, that sneaky anointing. And, and watch what he does. Watch what he does. It's, it's, we are looking forward to hearing those stories. So listen, when you have a good occurrence, not a bad occurrence, only good ones, we want you to write it, write it down. Are we getting some paper or slips or something? We are. We've got some. And we're going to stick them up on our love missions board because the testimony is powerful. Like Keith's and there's others who, who told us this week as well of great things that happened when they just stepped out really simply. Re just, you can't go wrong with loving someone. You, you, you can't go wrong. I mean, if you send the text to the wrong person, you might get a, you know, curt response back. But, hey, he got some anyway, whether he liked it or not. But just, 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 just do it. Just do it. So let's stand and... Um, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you you're speaking over us as a family. And Lord, you're just saying it's, it's time for this family to go into the kingdom harvest field and spread the love of Jesus and demonstrate the power of Jesus. So Lord, we pray for a fresh, fresh, fresh awareness of your kingdom love even for our neighbors and for the people around us, the people in the shop, the people in the workplace, the study place, all these different arenas. We pray that you'd give us eyes for the kingdom of God. Eyes for the kingdom of God. Your kingdom. And that you would send us out as sons and daughters. But you haven't just sent us out on our own. You've given us the great advocate, Holy Spirit. And we welcome you into even this place this morning, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would come and with a fresh anointing to enable us to do your works, 
to love people, to demonstrate the kingdom. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now to come and fill us. If you want that, just raise your hands. Holy Spirit, come. We say come. Fill us afresh with fresh anointing, fresh fire, fresh faith to believe and to see beyond our own little realm. And Lord, we even just speak out even to the community. We prophesy even to this whole region. Lord, we just release your love to this region. We ask for a love awakening in the region, in this Onkaparinga region, in the southern areas of Adelaide and Adelaide and beyond. Lord, we ask for an awakening of heaven. And Lord, we play our part. We take responsibility for our part of living an awakened life in the kingdom, living an awakened life in the kingdom. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for fresh anointing, fresh anointing. If you have pain in your body right now, just place your hand on that body part. And we just want to pray that out of you right now. Jesus, we thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your healing presence. Lord, you see every sickness, every disease. You've gone ahead of us. You already know the solutions. We pray today for a tapping anointing, to tap into that source, tap into that source. And Lord, for your power and your presence to go forth right now, right now. Every sickness I bind in Jesus' name. Every illness I bind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we command them to loose off bodies now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All pain, go now. Blood disorders, we speak peace over those. Heart conditions, we speak healing over right now. Spinal issues, alignment right now in Jesus' name. Alignment, alignment in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just speak an easing of any arthritic conditions, Lord, an easing. All pain, go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. You know every sickness. We ask you to just sweep this building with your power, your healing presence, your healing balm, your healing fire, and that you would remove pain and sickness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. You want to just take hold of that today? You take hold of it. You begin to apply it to your body. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we just release that fire right now. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. If you can feel His heat or warmth or clicking or something just going on, just begin to pursue that thing. Begin to pursue that thing with faith. And just begin to release healing anointing into that area. Healing anointing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for healing. We thank you for relieving of sickness and ailments. Lord, we just speak a healed community over this place in Jesus' name. We ask that you would surround us, cover us in your blood. We ask that you would just continue to bring freedom and healing and strength and life in Jesus' mighty name. Awesome. Awesome. Just put your hand on the person next to you on on the right-hand side. And just just speak blessing over them for 20 seconds. 
Lord, bless them today. Bless them today. Bless them this week. Let great things happen this week to that person. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your goodness. Do great things. Now turn to the other person on the other side, on your left-hand side. Lord, we pray good things over them. Protect them. Bless them. Increase them. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with boldness. Fill them with your goodness, your power. Holy Spirit, use them mightily this week. In Jesus' name, amen.